check, mic check. This is called Classic Interview number 20. This is a big one for us, goddamn. We are here with Lil Shannon, Yay. a.k.a. SXX, a.k.a. Baby Goyard. And did yes, I miss sir. anything? Yes, sir. Nothing else. Nothing else? Nothing else. Bet. Well, yes, shit. How was the ride over here? You fucking, you far, bro. It was a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good drive, though. Just got my uh, oil changed. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's keeping up with the car and shit. So, yeah. yeah, it was fine. Yeah, let's get that. Oh yeah, my fault. Not you straight. Fucking um. So what made you come? You're originally from Maryland, right? Yeah. Not originally from North Carolina. No, I'm not actually. What I moved here uh, after high school. So my mom moved here, and I moved after. I didn't go to college, so I just came here. So how how long ago? How long ago was that roughly? Oh, it's like three years ago. It was like three years ago. Yeah, so you've been kind of in North Carolina. Yeah, I've been in North Carolina for three years. And you're out like so. in the fucking sticks. I'm out in the sticks, man. Shout out Rocky Mount. Yes, sir. Any any chance you're moving yes, out closer to us? Moving to Atlanta in October, hopefully. So that's Damn. the move. Trying to look for a lighter. <laughs> Yo, Ben, you got a lighter? Word. But... So you trying to move to Atlanta in October? Yep, Why Atlanta right. specifically? Most of my friends are out there, pretty much. Most of my like music friends. I don't know. It's a better place for me. Yeah. To grow. For trying to grow as an artist yeah, right. and shit, I'm sure. Yeah. What, what do you say? North, north what? Where are you, you from? What? Where are you living right now? Rocky Mountain. Rocky. I thought I was gonna say North no, Mountain. No, Rocky Mountain. Yeah, Rocky Show, My bad. No, you. <laughs> Rocky Mountain. I'm sure isn't exactly the place to grow if you're an aspiring no, artist. No, it's not. It's really not. What's it like over there? I've never been there. I'm actually only been in North Carolina for like a year. Shit, bro. Like the Walmart out there is like the hot spot, like the hotbed for everything. Like that's it. Like the big Walmart. <laughs> like that's where everybody that's goes. It. That's where everybody just goes to chill. Yep. It's not really shit else but that and like food chains. So how, so. so how is where you were at in Maryland compared to where you're at now in Rock Mountain? Was that a big, like, kind of, like, a culture shock for you? Yeah, it was a total change. It was more, like, suburban, where I was in Maryland. Um, And then I came here, and it was just completely different. I mean, the whole state of North Carolina is just different from Maryland. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but it's just, like, a lot of things are different. Is it Maryland considered, like, up top? Like, I'm bad with my fucking... It's, like, East Coast. My map and shit. Maryland's like East Coast. So, because we're like in the South mm-hmm. right now. So, where does Maryland's not the South? No. So, it's it was the like, East Coast. Yeah. So, it was like a big. Yeah, that yeah, must right. Like a right. big. Like, yeah, moving to the South. I remember because, you know? like, I was. I was. I'm originally from New Hampshire. Like, I've only okay. been down here yeah. like a year and like eight months or so. So, moving down here, I remember first time driving down, I hit Virginia, right? We hit a gas station. And this dude, the thickest southern accent I have ever heard, bro. And I just, like, paused and was like, do you just say, how can I help you? He was like, how can I help you? How can I help you? Or something like that. I don't know. It was, like, deep. This is Virginia. And I'm like, god damn, bro. This is, whole like, a whole new country type shit. Like, it's wild. Virginia's a little different. Virginia's very southern. Yeah. I feel like, yo, it's crazy because I was talking to somebody about this. I fuck with Virginia. Florida's like the when you go hit Florida more, it's kind of like you're not really in the South anymore. It's like a different. It's a different type of South. It's yeah. so South Southern that it's a, it's a whole new world. I was joking with. I was saying like, Florida's just like another Northern state. It's where all the people up north just go to die, basically. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, um, 
were you always making music or did this kind of happen when you were in North Carolina? Like, were you making music back home in Maryland? Yeah, I was actually making music. Uh, I've been making music since I was 17, but I used to make like anime rap and like boom bap, like real lyrical shit. Yeah. Um, anime and it was, rap. Yeah, anime rap. I bro, like that time. For real, because all my friends were like 24, 25 at the time. And I was just kind of trying to fit in. I always, I've always been rapping though. I think I made my first rap when I was like twelve years old or something. Like so actually, like fully written. It started. Did it start mainly with like rap music? No, no, it never started with that. It started with like, uh, you know, classic rock. My mom's like a huge classic rock head, so I grew up on like Led Zeppelin, The Who, Yes. But I also grew up with the radio in the late 90s. So it was like Weezer. It was like Sum 41's like my favorite band. So I grew up listening to a lot of that. I didn't really mainstream, like get into the rap shit until after my phase with like Screamo. Yeah, and, like, you know, like Yeah, I, I kind of don't even like want to say Like when Chief Keef came out, shit. that's when my shit, that's when I was like, That's damn. when you switched. Yeah, that, I was like, this is really. So do you feel like. But I was rapping still. That, when Chief Keef came out, like, that kind of switched for you. Do you feel like that really impacted your sound today? Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Because yeah, yeah, that yeah. that's, that's like, two whole different worlds, and they just kind of collided for you. Yeah, one hundred percent. I take uh, some inspirations from old Keef. So for you, sure. You said, like, um, damn, this shit's coming apart. I can't roll when I'm high. <laughs> but um, I'll put that shit back together after. So you said you were listening to a lot of like Weezer and shit like that on the radio. Was yeah. that kind of like your earliest music experience? I mean, before that, it was really just classic rock. It was just like what your parents I mean, were playing. I was like, yeah. I mean, I would be like five years old, yeah. four years old. Smashing Pumpkins is actually the first one. Yeah. Yeah, those were actually like some of the first words I ever said. Like, like. Top ten, like first ten words were like smashing pumpkin, like in some baby <laughs> voice. No bullshit. That's fine. So, are you a big fan of them? Or yeah, just kinda, yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Word. So, fucking, was that? Were they kind of? I guess like, were you like obsessed with them? Like, were you a no, big fan, no, or you just kind of like them? Not at all. I heard them when I was like three years old on the radio. And I liked okay. it, so I started okay. saying it like when I was a baby. So, what was like the first artist you were kind of like obsessed with? Hmm. Damn, some forty one. Yeah, yeah, some forty one's the first artist I really got into. First band, I mean. Uh, but rap, it was like common. Okay, so you were listening to kind of Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, you said those you were on. three were like my big like. I actually had those CDs like. So, so that was before was, Chief Keef? That was so you yes, kind of dabbling yes, into that a little bit, but you said yeah, 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 for sure. I, w- I mean, I was making music, you're trying to make music like that back then. Yeah, you know, like Lupe or fucking dude. That fucking Mims album is so good. That, <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm hot on it. Yeah, I it never had thought some other shit that one. though. Like, bro, it really was really fire. Fucking Mims. Yeah. Fucking. Hidden talent talent out here, not getting enough credit. New Fucking York legend. New York huh? legend, bro. It, yo, the crazy part York is legend. people up north are so basic in the clubs. Like that shit's still really like. I mean, I, 
I can't really knock them that, but that shit's still going up in the clubs up there. Like I can't, I can't be mad. Yeah. I guess that's, I, I guess I went a little too far calling basic, but I wouldn't say that's basic anymore. It's a, it's a classic. Throwback. It's a classic at this point. It's a classic. It's a classic. Fucking um. So you were kind of dabbling to rap and making sort of that kind of music. Then Chief Keef came into the picture, which is a whole new sort of kind of like genre of rap music. Mm-hmm. Like we brought a whole new sound to the forefront. Did that kind of change your sound at the time? Like, Yeah, for sure, 100%. I tried to, uh, I don't know, just dabble into m- more styles like that, more tones. But originally, I was just a listener for a while. So I was gathering the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, shit, even when Chief Keef first came out, I was still making anime rap. I didn't really make the rap I do now until like two years ago, maybe year and a half. Okay. So. So when um, you moved out here from Maryland, mm-hmm. what was kind of like your your mindset like? Because how 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 different? Because you said Maryland is a completely different place in North Carolina. Yeah. Like how different? Like what what was like the biggest difference for you? Well, it's just more of the thing is, like, I had a pretty decent job in Maryland. And then some shit happened, didn't show up. Shout yeah. out Oracle. Fuck you, Oracle, actually. So, and then I uh, I just pretty much got kicked out of my house in Maryland. So I had to come to North Carolina. And I didn't have a job. And I was just recording music, you know. I was just trying to make fucking 20 songs a day. Every day. So that's basically... Like, and so that changed for me. Just like, you know... That's basically all you had like to do. really worth at a while. It was just like, damn, I really just need to, like, rap every day. Like, all day. So is that kind of... Did that kind of come from that really being the only thing to, to do for you up there? Or were you always in the mindset, like, yo, I need to make this Oh, no, nah, before that, I was, like, always in the mindset. Even when I was in Maryland, I was still, like, trying to make songs every day, but I didn't have, like, that good of quality with my shit at all. I had, like, a shitty uh, fucking rock band mic USB in the audacity type shit sometimes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So. But I was always trying to rap, like, every day. So I knew when I came to North Carolina, I was just going to just pretty much, I don't know, practice, too. Just see what see what works, see what doesn't work. Yeah. So did that is that kind of, in that time frame, when you moved from Maryland to North Carolina, and you're like, yo, I need to make 20 songs a day, would you say that's kind of how the Baby Go Yard sound came together? Yes, 100%. I would say 100% it comes from that. It comes from just trying out different, you know, styles, variations of my voice, all that shit. And it, uh, I mean, that that's really where, you know, the foundation is made for what I'm making now. But it always, it always is growing for me. I always, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of, but that is the foundation. That is kind of yeah, yeah, how yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. Yo. That's like the, yeah, the baby Goyard that you would like know and love. And I know the story because I heard you say it on a previous interview. But um, for the people who don't know, how did the baby Goyard name come? You just said it was some head-ass shit. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was definitely some head-ass shit. It was just like I was 
you know, I was in Jacksonville at the time with my bro, Lil Raven. We were just out there kicking shit. And I don't know. I don't know really what happened. We were just, like, dummy smacked or some shit. And he was like, yo, you're baby Goyard. Because at the time, I went by Pilt Chamberlain. And I was always thinking, like, damn, is, I don't know. I want to change my name. I don't know if it's clicking right. So I talked about it. And he just said that one day. And I, I kind of ran it through my mind. And I was like, okay, that's actually a pretty good name. But BBY, because it was different at the time. Yeah. So so I was like, baby Goyard. Like, and then um, when did Little Shannon and SXX, where did all that Yeah, come the from? Little Shannons uh, comes from Shannon Doherty, the actress. Shout out Shannon Doherty. She was like my first celebrity crush, so I kind of wanted to pay homage. I feel you. I feel you. And the SSX thing is just like my group I made with Majin Bloody. So that's like, that's just like the foundation as well, you know, SSX. So when you were just, you just moved, backtracking a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Just moved from Maryland. Just moved from Maryland. In North Carolina, 20 songs a day. Where did you go from there? How long were you just kind of... I'm locked in making music compared to when you actually saw it take off. Shit, man. It took fucking... I don't even know how long. It took like a year, maybe, of me just like dropping music or, you know... I w- Actually, I would say like eight months. A good eight months. But this was dropping like five songs a week. Back to back to back to back. Sometimes two in one night. You know what I'm saying? So I would say about eight months. Okay, okay. And And then, yeah. At that time, I was doing, like, able to do live shows. So So what were you doing besides making music in those eight months? Were you just consistently dropping? Or what did did you do to really push the songs and get them out there? Because I feel like that's a lot of the problem that a lot of artists are having. It was just on SoundCloud, bro. I I was just dropping that shit on SoundCloud. And, like, I had a cult following before because I was, like, I'd be on the internet, like, a lot, bro. So I I was, like, in, like, these based groups, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yoshi Mob, like, based world, like, based affiliate shit. And so it just kind of started pushing with all that, all those people, originally. So you just kind of started... Putting your music up in those groups or sending it yeah, to those people. Yeah, I would spam people every day. They would like share they just it. it. Some people would. And then you kind of just saw the growth from there. Mm-hmm. And what would? Yeah. Would you would you say that Run Shannon Run was kind of the first song that really like really kind of took off on the underground? Yeah, for sure. And how did how did that record come together? Dude, it was just like some shit where DJ Fat had sent me a beat. He had sent me a, a, a ton of beats because he was my manager at a point before Run Shannon Run. He had sent me a beat by Tyson and fucking Gosoto and RIP, real shit. And uh, I just did that shit. I just made it and I didn't think it was going to be a hit. I just made it almost like just... A regular track like I felt like I had other tracks before that almost had like similar cadence so kind of tried to do that something with the hook it's actually not 
you know the sped down version that everybody knows this is not how it's made like i did the, it's originally uh just regular version and so uh it, I just did that shit, and uh, I didn't drop it for, like, seven months. And then I did a show in Philly, and in Philly, it was videotaped, and people were, like, going crazy over the snippet. And they were like, yo, you need to drop this song, you need to... And I was like, damn, all right. So I did drop it, and it got, like, 30,000 one day. So it's just, like... It, you said, would you say your following is kind of up at that point? Because 30K in a day isn't exactly just you know drop a song out of nowhere and that right. happens yeah, and you yeah, say yeah, you nah. kind of you had to work to kind of build a substantial fan base before right. that really got there yeah. now what was that what was that night like when you made the song did you just hear the beat or was there a specific vibe or something that kind of just gave you the idea i mean the beat is just like heavenly it just sounded so like yeah, beats amazing airy and like mm, like that shit was just but i didn't record it thinking like oh my god this is gonna be my fucking hit like Oh my god, this is Run Chain and Run. Like, nah, none of that shit. The song wasn't even called that shit. So it's called Sabonis. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't even any type of crazy vibe. Like, I knew I had a hit in my hand. You know what I'm saying? It just kind of grew into this thing. Okay. Which is great, you know? So I want to kind of take it back. Um, and, and sorry, I've only seen his name typed, and you're actually the first person i've actually heard actually say it it the producer's name for run shannon run oh go so to ghost ghost can you say again go so to go so to yes um i, I thought it was go for so, for some reason nah. um he had reason i just want to kind of because I, I can't find anything out there on it so i think i feel like we should kind of pay some respect to him um on here because i've kind of googled it and kind of tried to do my research on his passing and stuff and not really many outlets are talking about it so i mean um you kind of have any how did you meet him how did that connection come about and because he from my research he's done a lot on the underground like music scene. he's produced oh, yeah, for a lot no, of yeah, people he's, yeah he's one of those like unknown legends pretty much before in his time uh i've never met him personally i mean he lived in london yeah this is actually one of the few beats I've actually ever had with him. So, uh, I didn't know him too well, but I knew him well enough that that shit's sad. That shit sucks. You know what I'm saying? Well, RIP to that, man. Um, you Fuck guys yeah. should definitely do your research. He's produced for a lot of artists. Convo, Lil Tracy, a lot more. Uh, Lil Shannon over here. So, you guys should definitely do your research up on him. And so... You said you, it took you seven months to drop that record. What made you finally just put it out? People were just on you about it? Yeah, people were on me, like, every day about this fucking snippet from the live show. They were like, what song is this? Like, this needs to drop. And then I was, and then I just dropped it. The cover art was, like, me at the show. Like, it wasn't even, like, good cover art or anything. I didn't think it was going to be a hit, bro. Nah, I think the cover art's fire. Are you talking about the original cover the art? The original cover art. Okay, so you did get it remade. Yes. All right. A few times. Yes. So how would you describe the Baby Goyard sound overall? Uh, Ambient, dream, poppy, futuristic. I don't know. <laughs> it could be anything you want it to be. Kind of classic. Galactic jazz. Galactic jazz. Uh, I don't creature know. pop. Creature pop. 
just anything you really want it to be. It, yeah, I don't really know a genre. Maybe pop, maybe rap. A little bit of both. And what's kind of out of the music that you've made? Because you have, your tracks are so different from each other. You got shit like yeah, Run, Shannon, right. Run. You got shit like um, 90210 Westwood, Wild Thing. And then you hit us with the tape. And it's all different shit than you've ever done. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite kind of music to make that you've done? Like, do you still like to make tracks like Five Pills Deep and shit like that? Yeah, uh, no, no, of course. I, I really do. And, uh, but it's, it's usually just the vibe I want to go on. No head ass corny shit, but the vibe. <laughs> yeah. And I just wanted it for this tape to be like house music. That's really what I've been into. Like dance music, uh, electronic fusion. That's, kind of the way I'm uh, pushing my sound now, but I still have the hard shit with Jules. Like, psh, I have shit in the cut you wouldn't even believe, bro. So, what artists are you kind of listening to right now? Uh, Tisa Korean, Everything Guala, fucking damn, Zanman, all my bros, Goji, Fonzo, I listen to all. I listen to all this shit. And you and Goji are in a group called uh, BMG. You kind of want to, kind of want to explain that a little bit. Big Muscle Gang is uh, created by Goji, Drip, and Montreal, and it's uh, just a collective. And we're all actual friends, so that's what makes it like it's not some internet shit. Like with the, these are my actual brothers and shit. How did you meet them? Shit, I did a track with Goji like a year ago, and then I really liked it. Like I really liked the track, so I think we. I was like, we should work more. And then I found out he stayed in North Carolina. I was in North Carolina. We linked up at one of the show these shows I did at uh, Toki Tattoo in Canton, and uh, that was the first time I met him. And it was all like we just became cool from there. And Drip was with him too, so. Okay, so everything just kind of happened organically. Really. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's such an organic group, man. You and Koji got a good amount of music together. Yeah, we do, we do. We have a... Yeah, we have probably like 20 songs or some shit. Is the recording, is, so is the recording process different for you when you're just recording tracks for yourself versus you're in studio with your friends and stuff like that? Is, shit, well, I've been in the... I've been in the studio with uh, a few of them and it was definitely like the good, a good headspace to be in like a real studio. But most of the tracks are just like sent back and forth. Like this is yeah. an open, get on it. And shit. So you guys don't, there's not many times where you guys are just all up in the studio together. Right, right, right. But we hang out all the time. Okay. Like, I see. Goji's my brother for real. Like I, I hang out with him all the time. It's just like we're not always on that like music tip. I see. Like, so we'll always record some shit, but when you're doing a song with like BMG and stuff like mm-hmm. that versus song for just you, does that affect the type of sound that you do? Do you kind of? Yeah, I to... free, yeah 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 definitely definitely that's more of like my rap shit. Yeah, it's like the BMG stuff. I see. So how did um how the beat selection come together for this tape? Dude, 
it was like a culmination of eight months making this tape, man. Just, I actually had a lot of these songs in the vault and, um, you know, the, the beats are insane. I feel like some of the best shit, um, it was just, I'm like very picky about beats. So all my beats are hard. <laughs> you feel me? All yeah. Nah, your production, all your the producers be going dummy. And you get very, very different shit. So are you, are you like picky with your beats? Like you go yeah, through I'm a very lot picky with the beats. Very picky. So how is the, do you hit up these producers or do you just take what's sent to you? Or do you go out searching for beats? Like how do you I come mean, across? It, sometimes it, it's different. Like a lot of the times they just send me like a pack that comes through. I'll be like, Oh yeah, this shit's hard. Sometimes I'll be like, yo, I need something so it goes both ways it's kind of so once you got the beats and you're ready to record do you record a lot of songs in like one night like well not as much as i used to now i record like maybe three yeah because you have 20 songs a day like you were saying right right yeah i I I stopped doing that and what's the recording process for you like do you hear the beat do you write to it or do you just kind of feel the vibe of hopping the booth punch in i usually just get in uh just like my studio's like dead ass in my closet, so <laughs> I just get in there, and I've already heard the beat because I was outside smoking to it, so I was getting a feel of it, thinking of what to say in my head, and then that's usually what happens. So do you like um? Do you like you said it was nice to be at a big studio? Do you do you feel like you do? The vibes are better at home. Or in the home studio type of vibe, do you like that better versus the big studio? Or is it just kind of, you don't go to big studio as much, so it's different. You know what I mean? No, I actually like the the home vibes a little bit better. You can experiment more with your voice, if that makes sense. And how did you... Sometimes it can be a bit crowded. Okay, okay. How did you, um... How do you learn to mix your vocals like that? just uh trial and error it wasn't anything i like looked up it was just let me try this and see what hits right get the right reverb i knew i knew i wanted a, like more delay on my shit so i just shout out to fonzo rex mm-hmm. in the cut these guys are performance tonight yes sir i had to come through and hit that dope you feel me my last day smoking. So Damn. You feel me? I had to tap in a little, little R.I.P. <laughs> Two years, bro. It's straight. By the time I'm 23, I'll be rich and famous. So. We all gonna be. R.I.P. I saw this man on the right here, brother. This shit, this shit been set in stone, bro. Yeah, bro. I, I gotta say, though, just a matter of overall, you're making crazy unique music, bro. Yeah. Like... Speaking from a fan's perspective, bro, someone who's just a fan of sound and a fan of music, you're making, like, game-changing music. Bro, bro thank you. Thank you. For real. Like, I that means a lot to me. Can't really compare I, you to It's many. like, I don't know, it's hard to think of in my mind because I'm like, sometimes I, I'm like overthinking. I'm like, damn, this shit's actually ass. This shit's, like, too weird for the public sometimes. But thank you. Well, shit, hold that thought. We're going to end that part one on a high note. We're going to jump into part two in a second. So thank you for watching. As usual, this interview is hosted by Cult Classic. Uh, Stay tuned for part two.
What are your future plans like, bro? Like, what are you, what are you looking I'm for? I'm trying to go on tour. I'm trying to do, like, a European tour, too. That's, I mean, that's, like... You got a steady fan base over there? I do. That's crazy. Pretty, pretty You good. see people, like... Europe's... I've noticed, like, for a lot of underground shit, they're, like, on it early. Like, yeah, a nah, lot they are, bro. underground you, if, shit if, if you know what VK is, that's, like, uh, Russian Facebook and shit. They have, like, every underground artist, like... Deleted tracks. Yeah. Like fucking six like, nine blew up and was torn overseas like two years before he even blew up over here. Like uh Bill Saber over up in New York is blowing up like over in Russia in right. the Czech Republic, all that well, shit. Well they love that like hard shit. They love that like dark rap shit. Oh yeah. The ghost man and shit. They're fucking they're all about But they that also shit. like that futuristic dance shit too, so you can get like a different they just like that that, that fucking ED that EDM type music mm, is big over there. It's big right, over right, there than it is over for here. Sure, for sure, realistically, it's huge. It's like the number th- one thing they listen to. To be honest with you, it's like dance music or something. House. Yeah, they're more into that's way bigger over there than there's like over here. Like fucking. Yeah, they have like these huge. They have huge raves over here, but it's like. Thirty yeah, times yeah, over yeah. there, like it's they like, go like, off over there. They go off. Well, that's like some EDM shit. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's like some EDM shit. I think. I don't know, bro. To be honest with you, Europe's the spot to be. Yeah. I'm trying to go there. Actually, that's like a future plan. Like move over there. Maybe not move right away, but like go there first. I want to do a little something over there. I feel That's you. my future plans. What do you want to do, like outside of music? Like, you just want to make music, or do you like want to get into other things? If I was big enough, one day I would try to be like an actor. That's what I always wanted to be, like as a kid. To be honest with you, was like an actor, and um, so do some shit with that. Yo, Percy, please get me in the gifted, yo. <laughs> So let's talk about your tattoos a little bit. How many you got? I think I have like 16 or something. I don't know. I haven't really counted in a while. What was your first? The first one you got? The first one I got is this Eye of Ra when I was like 17. Some shit. It was just like something on the wall. And were you just like steady getting tattoos since then? Or did you like. Mm, it, It didn't really steadily pick up until like, you know, two years ago. Yeah. And then I started to get them more and more and numerous at a time and stuff. So Shit, what's your favorite the favorite one you got right now? Probably the Minions tattoo I have on my arm. <laughs> yeah. Why do you get that one? Huh? Why do you get that one? Why did I get it? Yeah, what's the story? You just thought it was dope, why not? Bruh. <laughs> yes. I thought it was dope. It's kind of like a Gimmicky shit. But I don't know if there was some deep special no, meaning behind it, it. I don't know. But bro, it has my face tats. It's a minion oh, with my face that's tats. Fire. <laughs> that's so fire. That's fire. That's crazy. I'm trying to get Elsa too with my face tats. <laughs> that's fire. So you into like Disney movies and shit? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Old ones. I love. I love Disney. Disney's <laughs> fire, I guess. <laughs> like fucking yeah. Beauty and the Beast or something. I don't know. Beauty and the Tramp and shit. 
No, I, yeah, fuck, with, I fuck with I fuck with Disney. Disney Disney hits different. I don't watch Disney like that. Disney hits anime different and shit. now. Come on. Yeah, Disney like, slapped growing up. Bro, like the OG, realistically. You know, I'm talking about like the OG movies. Yeah. Like they came out in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Come on, bro. That shit was classic. What was that fucking what was that fucking movie with the ant? Oh, uh ants, right? Nah. Was it the no, nah, it was yeah. the Bugs one. Bugs oh, Life. Bugs Life. That Bugs shit was fire. No, and Toy Story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It isn't Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's Bugs Life. Bugs Life is Disney, right? Yeah. yeah. And then there was fucking. It's a classic movie. <laughs> like James and the Giant Peach and shit. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm just got yeah. the anime and shit. You mean the anime? Low no, no cap, like all his, a lot of his yeah, bars yeah. be like pop culture, like. You know what I mean, like he brings up. It's a hundred percent pop culture shit. shit. Like, yes. Where do your face tattoos just, come along? Uh, hmm? When did your face tattoos come along? Like two years ago. Like two years ago. Like my first one, the Westwood sign. Shit, and what made you decide to just go with that? You just bro, story behind bro, all that. So there is a real story behind this. My manager was someone named J- James Garland, and his dad was Jeff Garland, the actor, and like her being through, like he's a big actor. And he had a Westwood uh, wallet, and I liked the symbol a lot. Nobody knew what Westwood was, like, really, during that time. I mean, Westwood's been around for, since, like, the 60s, of course, but, like, that's when it was kind of brought back to me. And so I, I just got it. I thought it was a cool sign. And I really fuck with Westwood. Vivian's a oh, great shit. fucking person. Damn. You put ketchup on your too. eggs? No. Nah, bro, Fonzo. Do you put ketchup on your eggs? Uh, I've tried it. My mom does it. I've tried it, but I don't. Bro, I personally don't do it. A lot of people do that shit up north. It's not that good. And I moved down here, and everybody gives me shit for it. Um, it's like, I'm. It's like a region. I'm just trying to figure out if it's like a regional thing. I'm gonna start asking everybody this question. I like foreign people do it. Yeah, it's not regional. It's not regional. It's not regional. Yeah, no, it's, it's more like racial. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I mean, my mom is Hispanic. She does it. This thing's Italian. I'm good. Hey, it's each his own, though, you know? You can't hate on nobody for putting whatever the fuck they want. Like, are you eating the egg with the ketchup? No. <laughs> Let him do what the fuck he wants to do. Well, shit. Normally, we'd just have you sign the table and. We already fucking did, already that. did that. So shout out to Baby Goya for signing the table. This table is fucking legendary. Sorry, guys. I did it too early. I didn't know it was like a thing. I mean, I'll draw a little something here. It's just cool. To it's cool. It. He's going to add to it. Okay, I see. Fire. Fire. Well, shit. Shout out to Baby Goya for pulling up. Fucking, we got a show to do tonight. Over in fucking Cornelius. Check it out. Fucking. Well, I mean, this interview's gonna drop like way after the show. Yeah, so yeah right. It's we'll kind of like it, the show was fire. Baby Go Yard killed it. Trap Vars killed it. Fonzo <laughs> killed it. Fucking. One person broke their leg. The mosh pit was crazy. Who was it? It's happened. Fuck it. I don't even. I don't even know. So it don't matter. Like I don't know. It's cool. No, I'm. <laughs> I'm playing. 
I went to the hospital. He's he's straight. Like he's straight. Like oh, he's not gonna sue me. It's all good, man. <laughs> Fucking Everyone killed it Blame society But Shit You got anything else you wanna say? Blame society <laughs> No that's it That's it Drop that's mic it. Fucking Drop the mic Put the mic out. Shit Thank you guys for tuning in It's been called Classic Interview number 20 We had Baby Goyard over here Fucking We about to head to the show We on crunch time uh, go check out our store called classicofficial.com, K-U-L-T-classicofficial.com. Hit us up on Instagram at K-U-L-T-classicofficial and hit us up on Twitter at K-U-L-T-classic-O-F-F because Twitter will not let us put the whole handle. And then follow me at Bobby D on the beat. So, peace. <laughs>